Good afternoon, buenas tardes, and buena noche from wherever you are, whenever you are. I'm your host, Liam Kyle McGowan, and welcome to a brand new episode of The Football Dads. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, I guess. Um, we're back with another episode. Our gracious human being, Liam, um, is a little, maybe late, a little AWOL today. Um, so... We're stuck with me for today. A lot of good games, a lot of interesting things happening due to COVID, um, mainly with the Prem. Um, But first, we're going to go into Abdul with the good old La Liga, my friend. Yes, sir. What's going on, on, people? What's going on? All right. Well, I'm going to start off with the table, and then we'll get deep into the teams and the fixtures. So the table as of right now, it's looking like this. We got Real Madrid, 43 points. Sevilla with 37. Real Betis with 33. Rio Valenciano with 30. Atlético Madrid, 29. Real Sociedad with 29. Valencia with 28. And then Barcelona with 27. Those are the top eight teams in the, the league right now. Um, with the fixtures, we had a couple of decent um, games, actually. Um, Villarreal beat Real Sociedad 3-1. Um, they've been, I mean, they're, they're down bad. Villarreal is down bad. Um, they needed the win because right now they're they're in 11th. And they were, before that game, they were in 15th, right by Granada. Uh, so that win against, um, that win against Real Sociedad was super, super important and needed for them. And then we have Barcelona against um I don't know how to pronounce that name. Is it Elche? Elche, yeah. Elche, right. So that was a really good game. We had Barcelona up um, 2-0 throughout the whole game, right? Until like the 60th minute where Elche scored the first. And then a minute later, they scored the second. They tied it 2-2. And then the 85th minute, you got these youngins. The Barcelona youngins played some great football. Um, played in the box. They had, um, what's his name? I think it was Gavi or yeah, yeah. It, was, it was Gavi. Pablo Gavi passes it to Dembele in the 18-yard box. Dembele quickly passes the ball back towards the goal to Gavi. Gavi passes it to um, Gonzalez. I think he's like 23 years old, a striker for Barcelona, and scores a nice, decent goal. The winner in the 85th minute. I think Barcelona got some decent youngins, honestly. I think what Xavi is doing right now is experiencing with these young kids to, to explore the talent that they have in the B team. Well, he what he's doing he de- right now. Yeah, he definitely has to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and, he, and he's doing well. He has four players that I didn't even hear of last year come in this year. Not, not even this year, like this past two months. And they're actually doing well, scoring goals, assisting, playing super, super well. Yeah, um, yeah and then Atletico Madrid took the L against Sevilla. Um, they had Rakitic with a goal lasso. Now, until you go lasso, I think it was from like 25 yards. Not top, top bins, but like near there. Left corner. Crazy, beautiful shot. And then Felipe um, uh, equalized in the 33rd minute. And then Acompos. I hate him. I, I don't know why. I, I dislike this guy. <laughs> I feel like I see him too much on FIFA. <laughs> it blows my mind how many times I've seen him on FIFA, him and Morata. Like, those guys are disgusting. Um, but he scored in the 85th minute, 88th minute, actually, and took the win against Atletico, which was good. But at the same time, I wish it was at least a tie because Sevilla is getting close to Real Madrid. That was all Saturday's fixtures. And then on Sunday, we had Granada getting uh, Molorca 4-1. Athletic Club beating Real Betis 3-2. Uh, and then Getafe scoring with one goal in the 93rd minute, literally seconds away from end of the game against Asasuna. And then Real Madrid. <laughs> See, if we had that win, we would have been up by nine points, but we did not. The reason why those 11 bums from Getis, whatever that team is. Cadiz. They literally, they literally had all 11 players two feet away from the goal line. We had about 46, not 46, let me see. Um, it was, um, how many shots was it? 
all right, so we had 36 shots to their four. We had 30 chances created to their three, and we had nine big chances created to their zero with 700, listen, 738 passes to their 94. <laughs> Our pass success with 91% to their 54, and we had 13 corners to their two. Like, come on, that's some FIFA type of game right there for you, right? The only thing that we, I mean, yeah, we took the shots, but I feel like we all tried to score in the box. We couldn't take shots from outside. We had a few chances from outside, but that was our problem. Like, we had space if we took shots from outside the box. But I feel like we just all wanted to dribble in and score a tap in. Sometimes, you know, we have some decent long shot takers. For instance, Tony Cruz. Um, Valverde took a nice volley that the goalie saved. Um, but yeah, that was a game where we had to take the one point. Last time we played them, they actually beat us 1-0. Um, but yo, Modric wasn't available because of COVID. Rodrigo, when I tell you Modric is the heart of Real Madrid, like I'm literally telling you this because I know and I've seen it. This guy is everywhere, nonstop. He has 100% stamina. Even in the 90th minute, you'll see him sprint left, right, and center. And I feel like that was our... That, 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 that's going to be our problem in the future. If we don't find a player like that, we're going to struggle. Because like, like that game, if I bet you right now, Modric was there during that game, we would have had a few goals in 100%. Um, yeah, that is all. I mean, player stats, we have um, the king, Karim Benzema, with 13. Um, we got this guy from Real Betis. Jonimi, whatever his name is. I think he's Spanish or... Yeah, he is Spanish. Yeah, he's Spanish. With 11, Vinicius with 10. Those are the top three. Um, with the assist, we have a new king of assist from um, Leo Luciano, Oscar Torejo with eight, Karim Benzema with seven, and Ekier Munin with five. Uh, yeah, I mean, the big... Uh, and then the clean sheets, we still have the guy from... Um, Real Sociedad with eight clean sheets, and then the guy from Sevilla, um, Yassin Benio with eight, and then Courtois with seven. But yeah, this is it for La Liga. Nice. Sir. Oh. On yeah. to the next one, baby. I also just want to say for you, too, that today um, Levante played Valencia. Uh, Valencia. Oh, yes, they did. Yeah, Valencia yes, won 4-3. Yes, yes. Crazy game. Crazy game. Yeah, I uh, looked at the highlights and Levante should have won that game. Honestly, they had a nice couple of chances, but you know, it King Gerich won them the game with the 85th minute goal. Um, that made it four three. But yeah, we're gonna talk about that game. I had to be at work for that. They missed a penalty. I think it was Levante that missed it. Damn. Um, they messed up there. They should have took all their chances. But yeah, that was our last game of the week. Alrighty, Alan, you want to go through a shorthanded two-week, one-week, two-game fixtures? Because this week was a mess for the the good old Premier League, that's for sure. Yeah, so I'm playing a, I don't know if y'all saw this, but there's a new token out for the winter swaps that I just noticed. You gotta go play in the friendlies. It's mystery ball, so that's trash. Um... So, the Prem, there were only actually five games, four games were even played the entire weekend. Um, but there were games on the midweek that we did not talk about. So, we had Aston Villa beat Norwich 2 0, as the Gerard era continues to be successful. Man City beat Leeds 7 0 in what was one of the worst beatings I've seen in a long time. I think if City wanted, they could have scored 30. Like, it was embarrassing. They were like playing with children. The Brentford-Man United game was postponed due to COVID exposure between the Man U players and now a bunch of teams. Wolves beat Brighton 1-0 as Brighton continues to forget how to win. Crystal Palace and Southampton drew 2-2. Arsenal beat West Ham 2-0 in what actually assisted Man U in becoming fourth place before they missed their last two games now. And the Burnley-Wadford game due to be played this past Wednesday was also postponed due to COVID. 
Everton and Chelsea drew 1-1 in a tough game in which a lot of Chelsea's attackers are out, uh, unfortunately, due to COVID, including um, Lukaku and Werner. And um, Havertz is out now, too, to the point where they had to play Pulisic up top as the striker, <laughs> which is not his natural position. I mean, they did have 10 shots on target. So, you know, I guess, like, they were okay. But, yeah, I don't know. Um, and then the Leicester-Tottenham game, also supposed to be played that day, was also postponed due to COVID. Saturday, there were five games postponed due to COVID. And <laughs> the only game that actually ended up happening was the Leeds-Arsenal game, in which Leeds, again, got their butt cheeks blown out 4-1. Um, I-, I feel bad for Leeds because – I know that they're they have like so many injuries right now. They're playing like their like U nineteen team, and then it's Rafinha, and that's it. Yeah, like literally. Gelhart, Roberts, Forshaw, like Drame. Like I don't even know who these guys are. And I watch a lot of Prem um, and read even more than I do watch. And yeah, uh, Man City beat Newcastle four 0 in which Newcastle just continues to like being at the bottom of the table. Wolves, Chelsea drew nil nil. Yo, know, about that, was, I'm sorry, yo. About this Newcastle era, bro. What the hell are they doing? So they don't get bought by a billionaire. They can't do they anything have yet. Money ready. I know they can't do nothing yet, but I'm saying, are they really gonna? They're gonna buy no. a mass trash buy team go to the second division and like come back. No. What a waste. They're gonna. I don't think so. They're gonna we'll buy. See. They're gonna buy team. They're gonna buy players that are out of that are out of favor with. Player with other teams like Coutinho, Trippier, like those kind yeah, of Trippier players Isco, maybe. who yeah. want to come, who want to come and like have first team play, but can't get in like the, the team they're at right now. So they they will go yeah, and buy but, those teams but, and are, those players instead. Yeah, but are they playing in, in the second division? Like they're they're like what? They're they're in danger of going down, right? They're only three points yeah, off they're, of safety. They're, relegation they're three points off of safety right now. I mean, they've been yes. taking L's left and right, so. They I have be been, but again, they like, if they see. if they're able to spend like a good amount of money, get a good good to get a get a good team around like what they want to look at and stuff like that, they should be fine, honestly. Because it would be a bad look if they got demoted. That's for sure. It would but be a bad look. I mean, it would be a bad look if they get demoted, even if they spent money this off this January. That's for sure. Even if they yeah. spent no money and got demoted, it's still a bad look, though. Because like nobody thought they were going to be relegated after this buy. Everybody was. So I mean, they're not. They're not. They're not going to buy. No, because I mean, like you said, they're this they're team, getting lo- um, players that are, are um, out of contract, right? Yeah. Well, it's like this. If there's like two. There's two fields of study to this. Like big teams that might get thrown down. You can look at it like Schalke 04 last year, who didn't buy anybody really except for like uh, what's his face. The best uh, center back, Mustafi. That's right, yeah. Um, and then there's also like Monaco. If you remember, like with Thierry Henry, like they were struggling for a while. When oh, yeah. League one. And then yeah. they like bought a few guys at the last second, including Naldo from Schalke 04, actually. Funny enough, now that I think about it. Uh, and they didn't have a good season, but they didn't get relegated. It's crazy. So, like, that, they buy, that Henry era was trash. Not because of him, yeah, just because everybody loved him. I'm not saying it was. Everybody in the team Everyone loved him. Left. They just yeah. they said that he, they they just didn't give him they didn't give him enough time to solidify what he wanted to do. He was there for like a month and a half. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not saying it was anybody's fault. I'm just saying that, like, they back. were dead last in the table in that January window, and put they in, still figured themselves out. Put him in that Newcastle spot, baby. He'll bring him. No, um, I actually think their manager is not a bad manager. By the way, anyhow, he's a good. He was he was tough at Bournemouth for a long time. No, yeah, um, I agree. He's. He's a good. He's not a bad manager. I don't know if he's the manager for Newcastle, but I think he's a quality manager. I think he's he a, He's a good fit. He just needs again. I think he needs time to get his shit together with the team, but he also needs players. He's playing Joelington, who was bought two years well, ago. You now. Know, who was not bad as a cam, by the way. But he's better with, than I thought. With the lineup they're playing, he's not technically a cam. He's technically a center mid. Yeah, and you know, actually, of all the of the, all the players in that team, I think he actually suits his role. I think he like I, they should be more concerned about players like John Joe Shelby still getting actual minutes. 
Yeah, like that I, man has not been good in a minute. Like, that has to be done. Like they he have is, to get a new keeper. I think they definitely need to get another center back. Another yeah, right Dubrovka is not cutting it. Yeah. I think they need they need to re they need to fix everything. Quite frankly, like they, they have a few interesting players, but like that team sucks. They do. I I agree. I think you keep you can keep some of these guys just because. It's good to have depth, but you definitely need to rebound. Like, I think Joel Linton's not bad. I think the biggest, score, the biggest thing else. for them to figure out is definitely going to be to revamp their whole back line and to get like a good hey, a attacking player. Take a look at this. Because they have Matt Ritchie. They have Kieran Clark. Who sucks? Jamal okay, Lascelles. And Who's Jacob, a club legend. But and Jacob Murphy. Good. And then Dubrovka. Well, it's Mankio ideally, right? Doesn't Mankio play instead? Of Murphy, I don't know. Yeah, sometimes I think I think Joelinton's quality. I think um, Willick is quality. I think Frazier, Wilson, and Almiron are actually not a horrible trio up top. Like as far as like a mid-table team, maybe not Newcastle in five years, but like Newcastle now is fine. Yeah, but they could but, like, easily get some bench, players like, to revamp bro. that position. Like Almiron can get replaced by Isco. Frazier can get re- replaced by Coutinho. You get you get a young kid up top. Yeah, sure. You get two like, older it's not a bad CDMs, team, it's not. you know. Like, Alan St. Maximin is good. Like he's quality. Bring like Oscar him. back into the team. Like bring bring Oscar back oh, God, into the no. prime, you know? They can't afford they can't afford him what they're paying him in China. Oh, they definitely um, can. They, got they that might be able Saudi, to I don't know. They got that good. money, like, baby. FFP there. They got that. Bro, you you know money. what he's making? He's making like half a million dollars a week there. Yeah, good life. And he's like he's like a maybe 150k a week player in the prem, maybe. And he's a good player. Yeah. But yes, that concludes this week's version of the prem. I don't even know, by the way, if people are playing this weekend. We'll see about that. I know England is going through the the, the I know, shooter I out know there as if, far as COVID cases. If Norwich is okay to play, Arsenal only have two cases, and they're not main team players. So I know Arsenal is good to go. We oh also I don't know hopefully how, we get some prem games I because don't know, I, I don't know how but Arsenal's kept it very clean so props to they my have. boys Dirty Tottenham started all this shit I don't know what's going on out there yo the, you know what the problem is we looked at the statistics every top five league in the world is ninety plus percent vaccinated with a double dose yeah the prem is sixty four percent. Yep. <laughs> like, you wonder why people are getting sick. Like, homie, I just went and got my booster today, and I'm sick right now with something on COVID, of course. But I still went out and got it, and I'm not going to feel good tomorrow. But, you know, you take one day, you, you suck it up, and you go get paid millions of dollars to kick a ball around on a pitch. But, yes, that's disappointing. They, they suck right now. And then the table, it looks like City's going to run away with it, by the way, because I know Liverpool is only three points back, but... If this African Cup of Nations goes down, then they're gone for two months, looks like. Which yeah, means pretty much. They're literally gone for all of January and most of February. Yeah, and like you don't know what's going to happen with COVID cases. If games in Africa get postponed and then played the next week, like, you can drag on further. You never know. And then they have to quarantine. Yeah, but where, back, like, where in Africa are they going to be playing, though? Because they pick the, the countries the, or the cities the that are good? I don't know. Well, that doesn't move, matter too much. It matters more about... It still matters the fact that these guys are going to be gone for a month and a half at least, one hundred percent. Also, England England could require the most quarantine by the time they get back. That's significant. That's significant, Abdul. It's going to be Liverpool. They're going to miss out on Mane. Oh shit! They're going to miss on the Champions League round of sixteen. Yeah. (laughs) Yo, clip. They're going to miss on like seven weeks of Prem. They're going to miss on two international breaks. Like, it's a lot that they're missing out on. Yeah. Um, so, so City's City, missing out on Mendy. On, so, yo, man, City's missing out on some star players, too, actually. No, nah, just Mahrez. Frankly, Mahrez is not the Yeah, they're, they're going to lose Mahrez, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> like, they might lose, like, I don't know, some other guy, but it's not an important. Like, man, like, of all the teams in the top, top seven, there's only, like, two teams that lose anybody legitimate. Arsenal, maybe you could argue like Aubameyang and Partey, but like lose, Aubameyang's out of there anyway. We, so. we lose, we lose Partey, Aubameyang, El Nani, and the thing that we're looking for in January is a CM. 
You, so, oh, yeah, I was going to say, you better get one of those because yeah. <laughs> that's pretty much all your CMs right now. But and yeah, then Lakonga. Liv- Liverpool's in the, in the dirt. Is in the is in so the big, Liverpool big, loses. Big Let's see if I can. Let, anybody have the list up? I I'll got it. They lose. They lose Matip. It's so it's. They, it's Matip. They're gonna lose Matip, Keita, Salah, Mane, and that's it. But like There's those are else. big players. No, that's it. Yeah, yeah, but still. I thought they have one more. Sane and Salah are Mane and Salah are huge players for them to miss. Yeah. Also, Keita's is a pretty important bench player. Yes. He's pretty good sometimes. Mendy. Yeah, that sucks for for them. And Matip, Matip also has Matip played. starts. He starts for them. So. He's played almost. So, funny, yeah. I'll give you a funny stat about him, too. Um, Matip, this season, has played almost 1,300 minutes. In the last two seasons before that, he'd only played just over 1,300 minutes. So, this has actually been his best season by a country mile. And his percentage of aerial duels, one tackles and interceptions is equal to that of Virgil van Dijk this season. Yeah, he's been balling. So he's been just yeah, as he's good been, as he's been beastly. He has I'm been. saying he's the same player, but his stats are similar this season to that of Van Dijk. Yeah. Chelsea are going to lose Mendy and they're going to lose um Ziyech. Is that it? Yeah, they're Mendy, yeah. basically basically just Mendy. No one cares about Ziyech. No, yo, that's important though cuz Kepa sucks. Yeah. Yeah. And yo, oh, whoever quick question. Did you guys hear of Madrid trying to grab Rudiger? Yeah, yeah. Like it's almost. On the, I heard that a year ago. On the three. I, I don't think he's going anywhere, honestly, because like he is their most important defender, not named Thiago Silva, but Thiago Silva's forty-eight thousand years old. Yeah, I mean, but he's not renewing. I, I don't think. No. I know, but Abramovich is going to put some of that illegal Russian oil money into that. Come on now. <laughs> that's, that's we know. Guys. We know Abramovich not going to let them. Win. Come on, yo, come on. You're talking. You're talking about Perez, bro, bro. You're at Perez's house right now, bro. Come on now. Here's the thing, Ain't though. Like, Abramovich, Perez energy. Besides, besides the Saudi oil owners, though, like Abramovich's pockets are the deepest pockets. Abramovich is a multi, multi-billionaire personally, not just the club. Like Abramovich, when they buy players, like the most recent transfer window, he goes into his pocket for that. The reason that Man use and he, and these days, not back then, but Man use these days, Arsenal's, they won't buy players unless their comp, unless their club makes money. If that makes sense. Especially like Arsenal. The last three transfer windows prior. Especially like we only Arsenal. Bruno Fernandez. Like Especially that was the Arsenal only player facts. we bought in three transfer windows. The only time we spent money from like the Cronkies, actual like they took out money was this transfer window. When yeah, that's bought, what I'm saying. When, they so like, bought, when we Abramovich, bought all like, the guys, if I feel like he was. I feel like he was forced. Anyway, he did not want to do that out of like his good heart. So, like, Yo, so you take care of this club. The, oh, big, man, maybe. the, the big thing, did, yeah, the I'm big saying. thing with Arsenal though is, um, it's now the son that's been sort of running Arsenal. That's that's been like taking over sort of the the everyday business is his son. I forget his name. Right. I think it's Josh. I don't know. I don't know. hundred percent. But it's his, like he cares about the club. But it's his son. It, he wants. He wants. He wants to bring it back to glory. He wants to bring it back to the to, like the oh four, like the the, the early two thousands days of Arsenal. Like he said, yeah. he wants to bring it back. Like he hates what happened with like the club, um, during the um the Super League announcement, and everything like that. And he wants to win the trust back. And he had like a bunch of uh, interviews, and he actually like goes to the games and everything and and stuff like that. So, like he said, like he wants That's to spend thing. money. They want to spend like they want to start spending more money for Arsenal and stuff like that to bring it back and stuff, which is yeah, good. But, but at the same but, time, like I still want him gone. What I meant by that though is like yeah, his name's Josh. I was right. Like, like he's willing to spend his personal money number one, and like I have not heard. I heard like a couple of months ago, like people were putting out feelers for him and Real Madrid were the front runners. I have not heard Rudiger say a damn thing, and next month he can sign a contract with them. Like when David Alaba was talking about leaving, you heard him talking to Real Madrid representatives months in advance. I haven't heard look, him look, say look. at any point. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. He's a good player, but I don't give a crap. I love my military. Oh, I'm not. I think he's really good at. I think he's actually really underrated now. He is. I think he's I really agree. good. He's a dirty, dirty, nasty player. Like he's like a baby Suarez. You saw in the Euro in the Euros when he bit. I forget who he bit. Yeah, he, he was bit. biting somebody. He was looking suspect. Yeah, <laughs> but he, unlike most center backs, he actually he's like a Ramos in the fact that he's like attacking too. Like he scores goals. He's not Ramos's skill level. Well, like he didn't he miss that. Forward. He didn't miss that chance against you guys. <laughs> if you remember the volley, 
trash ass. No, what, no, no. De Gea saved that. What do you mean? That no, was no, one no, of the no, greatest no. saves in the nah, that was, No, bro. That was a different... He was like alone in the back post. That shot was him too, though, by in. the way. The one that De Gea super saved. I mean, yeah. Wait, do you not recall that miss he had? Or... No, I'm thinking of the nah, shot he, that he took on the outside of the box off of volley, and it was oh, rocking, no, no, yeah. and De Gea no, got it, fingertips it was a corner. to it and saved it. Right, right, right. That was another occasion where he shoots it from inside the box, like a volley from a um, oh. from a corner inside the box and misses badly. Oh, I don't know. Oh, yeah, no, no. He'll do stuff like that. He does. He will recklessly. Yeah, but like, my boy, you're a offense. professional. Take your balls down and relax. Hit that shit. No, no, but he... Yo, he can do that though. That, that, that's, that's what blows. That's what should. blows. But I'm saying that's what blows my mind when it comes to professionals. Like, if you're a professional, you can't make dumb mistakes like that. In general, like yeah, you're, you're paid not to make moments. mistakes like that. I don't know. I mean, if I'm paying you 500 million a week, boy, you better not do some shit like that to me. You, if you were paying me 500 million, million a week, then I'd be, you'd be, I'd be owning you in a month. I'm tripping. I'm tripping. I'm tripping. Balls right now. Then I'd be owning you in a month. Yeah, anyway, <laughs> my point is, I would be shocked if he. I'd be shocked if he went to Madrid. I'm not saying he's not leaving, but like Perez. Why would you be shocked? You're going to the best club in the world, bro. To the greatest club in the world. To the greatest club in the. There's last a defending year. European champion. Didn't they kick your? Bro. Didn't they kick you out last year? Bro, it was two one to no, a freaking I'm... Timo Werner header to a bum ass. <laughs> like you got pooped out on by the same That was a rebound, some FIFA shit on the rebound, dude. It's like head that's like if the one time, the one time everyone would have been glad for him to miss, he makes it. To be fair, like that's Havard how should have made Havertz should have made the shot anyway. It shouldn't have had to have been tipped in, but yes. Yeah. Plus, Vera plus, Courtois was also no, 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 no. Wasn't it three one on aggregate? They won that game two one. Yeah, it was. 3-1. And they got lucky at the end the of the game. game. I'm pretty sure it was three one aggregate. Yeah, but there, there, there was no aggregate. Didn't they stop that last year? Or? No, no. There was still two. I'm pretty sure they won it three one. There were still two legs. Um, more than but anyway, the first one was the nah, first one it, was what one one. No? It, it actually makes one, no no. I think one nil. It actually makes sense that Rudiger, if Rudiger is to leave, it makes sense because Chelsea want to get um, Kunde, so it would be a good oh, decent right. swap. Why would Rudiger not be paired with Kunde? Like they, who's their best center back? Obviously him. They're trying to give Silva another year. They they do want to get him. Great, yo, play a five back then and play him as the middle center back. Cool, but like, is Christensen really better than fucking Rudiger? No, he's wait. Who's younger? Isn't Rudiger like like almost? He's not even that old. I think he's like twenty six, twenty seven. Rudiger's like twenty eight, I think, Abdul. <laughs> oh, and how yeah, old is Christensen? I mean, he's not that young. Christensen's like twenty five. Nah, I think Christensen is he 20, really? I, I don't think he's twenty. I think he's just been around so long. We all think he's young. I I know Christensen's not that young. I I think he's a little bit up there, but not like super up there. Christensen is twenty five. Rudiger yeah, is twenty eight. He's actually younger than I thought. Yeah, Rudiger. Nah, I had a feeling because so I think he came with Chalaba Chalaba is like twenty two. Chalaba's twenty two, and Longsar is twenty two as well. To me, it doesn't make any sense. Like he was your best center back last year that could play regularly. Like Silva yeah, but can't play every minute. I mean, is he is he renewing or he still has time in his contract? I don't know. They're, they're deciding. They're just, They're honestly just deciding. They're they're just gonna figure it out. Really, I think within the next couple of months. All right, enough about that, Alan. Talk about talk to us. What's what's these lead leaders like looking? I'm gonna say there's very little change. Um, Mo Salah leads the league by. Five goals now with 15. Uh, Diego Yota, his, his teammate, is second with 10 now. Jamie Vardy is third with nine. Rafinha is fourth with eight. And then there is a long list of ties with Emmanuel Dennis, Cristiano Ronaldo, Sadio Mane, Mason Mount, Emile Smith-Rowe, Sun Young-Min, and Bernardo Silva, all with seven. God, that was a lot. Um, with assists, it is once again Mo Salah with nine. His teammate Trent Alexander-Arnold with eight, Gabriel Jesus and Paul Pogba with seven each, and then Emmanuel Dennis, Reese James, Kovacic, and Andrew Robertson with five each. Clean sheets. I'm pretty sure it's going to be Allison still, right? Out. Oh, it's Ederson now. Ederson lead. Oh yeah, because they had the back-to-back clean sheets. Ederson True. is leading the league now with ten. Allison with nine. Edward Mendy with eight. 
Thao tied with Aaron Ramsdale, also with eight. And then Jose Sa rounds out the top five, the Wolves goalkeeper with seven. Very and then nice. we're just going to look at something for for defense. Let's look at tackles. No, you know what? Tackles tackles is midfielders. How is that possible? <laughs> Maybe I should look at fouls. Who leads the league in fouls? Emmanuel Dennis leads the league in fouls with 38. <laughs> Christian Norgard is second with 31. Connor Gallagher is third with 30. And what is? why are there all attackers here? This doesn't make any sense. Where do you where do you find defense? Like who what what defenses? I think uh, like clearances. clearances off the line. Connor Cody, Thiago Silva, and Dwight McNeil are all tied for first with two. Oh, very <laughs> okay. nice. That's it. Clearances off the line. That'll be the new defensive stat. Even <laughs> though it'll probably never change. Yeah, probably not. Honestly. On to the next league. On to the next one. We have our addition of Joao John Brito now. He is back from pumping the iron. All right. So first quick question. Yes. Because I missed like the first part of this section. Yes. Did you guys mention what happened to Tottenham? We have not yet. No. Okay. We'll save that for later then. Yes. Um, Are we so saving weekend... that on purpose? Yeah, we're what saving, saving that little Okay, my bad. Later. Um... So this weekend, there was no Ligue 1, but we did have some Coupe de France games, um, starting with Friday, in which Paris FC and Lyon were tied 1-1, and I don't know, maybe Lyon's cursed. I think it's like the second or third game this season, or maybe just I, I, maybe I'm confusing them with Marseille, but um, game had to be abandoned because fans got a little too rowdy. I think that's like the third or fourth game in France this season that's been abandoned due to fans just going crazy so not sure what's going to happen there when it was it was abandoned at 1-1 you said it was Lyon, uh, right? yeah Lyon, Lyon, and uh paris fc it's usually um marseille Mar- right marseille marseille one. i think yeah. one game was marseille Lyon, which is why i got confused yeah and the other one was marseille nice i think <laughs> yeah so <laughs> slight mess um <laughs> No disrespect to the smaller teams, but I'm going to ignore teams that are not in the first division when I go through because there are also just too many games. Um, I will mention Toulouse. I don't. I think they're in the second division, but they 4-1 Nimes. Those wow. are two pretty big teams historically, normally in the first division. Uh, Troy lost in penalties to a team called Nancy, who plays in the French... Doesn't even tell me what league they play in. Uh, Where does Nancy play? League two. This, yeah, this second division. Second so Troy division. Troy lost some penalties to a second division team. This is interesting, John. Nancy is in twentieth place in the second division right now. They are in dead that, last. Wow. That's a really bad look for, for Troy. Dead last, and Nancy had three red cards that game. They really held out. Three. <laughs> Blessed. <laughs> um Clermont Foot. Solid 4-0 win. Let's go through. Nantes had to take it to Pens, but did go through. Lille got a 3-1 win. Let's see. Rennes beat Lorient 1-0. On to Sunday, Saint-Etienne. They suck in the league, but they got a win in the in the Coupe de France. Um, Marseille battered Canet Rocheville 4-1. Monaco beat Red Star. I find it really funny if there's a team called Red Star in France. Because <laughs> I always think about Red Star Belgrade. Yep. But Monaco got a 2-0 win there. I think it was a Ben Yedder brace, if I'm yes, not mistaken. Yes, it was. And then we had Lens 1-1-0, Montpellier 1-1-0. Onyer losing to Linus Montellery, who I can't even look. They must be in the third or fourth or fifth division because I don't even have information on their league. Um, so bad, bad loss for for, for Anier. Reims got a win. Bordeaux absolutely demolished the team 10-0. Oh, God. Nice won 1-0. Brest won penalties. And then PSG, solid 3-0 win with an Mbappe brace. Very nice of Mbappe to give Icardi a penalty because he got the other goal. So that's all that happened, really, in France. I'll go over the top scores in the league, which I believe should still be – well, we'll see. 
Let's find out. Ooh, there's some good games for the next round. Nice is going to play either Paris FC or Lyon whenever that game's resumed. Mm, that'll be interesting. Nancy play Ren. Go um, Nancy. Yep, that's what I'm saying, right? <laughs> Van play PSG. Lens play Lille. Bordeaux Brest, Toulouse Caen, Versailles La Roche. Vitre against Nantes. Strasbourg play Mont uh, Montpellier. Clermont Foot play Bastia. Yeah, that's pretty much the only good games, I guess, really. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. True, true, true. They're going. Are they good? When, when are those games happening? They happen uh, the 2nd, 3rd, and 4th of January. Okay. So we, I guess we have a weekend of Ligue 1 and then a weekend of. Of Coupe de France, France again. again, yeah. So, just going back to the league, Jonathan David is still leading the league. Top score, 11 goals, having a great season. Mbappe is tied with multiple players for second with nine. So is Ben Yedder. Um, going to assist, it's Mbappe. Mbappe, really impressive season. Nine goals, eight assists. Um, doing his best Benzema impression, but... Falling a tad bit short, but great season for him. Payet has seven assists, has been carrying Marseille on his back. I saw a post today, you know, and Alan, we talk about this a lot about how bad Marseille's defense is, but I think out of the top five leagues in Europe, I think they're the sixth team with like least number of goals conceded, some way somehow. Uh, I get, like, I don't know what, if maybe we're just like Marseille's in second right now. Yeah, How many doing... back are they? A lot. They're thir they're thirteen. Oh my god, thirteen! Yes. I mean, yeah, PSG is absolutely running away. Eighteen games into the season. Yes, that's great. That's so the Marseille's defense. Race, like, for all the for all the trash we've spoken, like they're one of the best in Europe in terms of like goals conceded. Marseille Marseille does have a game in hand technically, so. They could be 10 points behind. But, oh, yeah. the comeback is on? Is that what we're saying? Yes. A second place would be great for Sampoli, though. Like, that would 100% secure him there for the next season. Oh, um, that's for sure, yeah. Yeah. I think, yo, a lot of it, though, I'm not saying, I mean, clearly my judgment on them is wrong anyway, but a lot of their, like, success comes down to also the fact that some of the teams that should be playing well this year suck. Like yeah. Leon. Lyon, Monaco, like there are teams that are supposed to be good that have just been pooping the bed, as it were, consistently we'll also, all year. We'll see what happens. I think most of the bad games we also spoken about have to do with the Europa League, which they should be doing well in, but they did horribly. Uh, um, they but they're not going to the Conference it. League, so we'll see how they do there. <laughs> they should no, be favored they're not going to the Conference League. I yeah, think they they're out. No. They came in third in their group. They got third? Yep, well, they got lucky because they could have lost because they lost their last game. Yeah, they play they play Carabag. Yeah, but they tied their first four, so they were good no matter what. I think they play Carbag FK. I yeah, so I mean, I think they're they're they one of they're Car one of very <laughs> yeah. Car there are very few big teams in the conference league. Marseille is probably the biggest. Am I unless I'm mistaken, right, Mateo? Um, Leicester as well. <laughs> Well, Tottenham's out. <laughs> but those yeah. two would probably be the biggest. I don't know if you were here last time, John, but I, I, I spoke about Ren's them for the Europa Conference League, actually, and for the Europa League, where they did a change this year. Yeah, there's a playoff round. Yeah, the playoff round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but but the, thing, the thing is, though, John, all these teams that play in the Europa League that get knocked out are going down to the Europa Conference. So we could see a Barca or Napoli down in the Europa Conference. Um... Wait, no, I don't I think are you sure? I don't think teams go down anymore. I think that's once the round of sixteen is set up, I think that's it. Really? Oh, okay. Isn't yeah, it a round of thirty two for Europa League? Yes. It will be after this. So playoff. if they're doing a weird playoff between teams that drop down from third, yeah. Like in their the top championship and then like teams that qualify like through the groups. But I think after that, once the knockout stages are set, they're set. Like I don't think teams can maybe I'm mistaken, but that was my understanding of it. 
once the playoff rounds are done and we go into the knockouts, that's it. Like that's. You could be right. I, I read this a while. I read something a while ago, so I could be completely wrong. I'm not too sure though. But you could be very. So you're right. saying that based on this season's trajectory, Cristiano Ronaldo could raise the Europa Conference League title next season. Yes. Nice. <laughs> Looking spicy. That trophy, by the way, they put no effort into that. They literally carbon copied the Europa League trophy and put a line in it. Be better, yeah. UEFA. Marseille should definitely be fighting for that trophy. Will so. they care, though, or will they focus on the league? Like, I know they're not going to win it, but, like, when's the last time I Marseille think they're going to care. They're going to care a bit. It's a continental cup, right? He's going to still try. And the level's pretty... Pretty low, and they have depth, right? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, John, you're right. You're right. right. I just had to re. They're a good team. I thought. Yeah, they have pretty good depth, so like they can give like a set, like a secondary team playing against some of the worst, like some of the not as great teams in the conference league should do pretty well. And then just play like the finals and semifinals with their full team. Yeah, I mean that's what that was. That's what a lot of teams. That's what Man U did against in 2017. So, so yeah, so John, you're Chelsea right. Um, whoever gets knocked out in the Europa League playoff is no longer involved in a in a Euro in yeah. Europe. So you're right. So out of the teams that made That's it tough. out of the Europa thing are Rennes, Vitesse, Basel, Karabag, Copenhagen. Well, first place teams actually are Feyenoord, Copenhagen, Rennes, Basel, AZ, Alkmaar, Gent, LASK, and then Roma. So you literally have. Roma, Marseille, Leicester, PSV, and that's pretty much it. So Marseille could have a really good track into getting into getting this trophy here. Yo, this actually of those teams though, those are some. There's some surprisingly good teams there. Yeah, Leicester, Roma, uh, Ren is tough. Like those are not easy outs. Like oh, I no. would not want to play them. If... God no, <laughs> I wouldn't either. Like it, it's not like they're playing like. 12 Sharifs and a few Shakhtar Donetsk. I mean, hey, they're playing serious teams. Bodo Glimt actually uh, d- just demolished <laughs> Roma, so like anything could no, happen. No, no, no. I would prefer them though if I had to choose a team. I'm like, yeah, I'll take Bodo Glimt. <laughs> but like, Roma's not an easy out, even though they're not a great team. Like, any one game they could beat you. Like, those are that's not as easy for a third rate conference league. That That's tough. No, yeah, it definitely is. But again, I think it's fun because you got like teams. Fernabas are playing Salvia Prague, you know. Pay OK yeah. is playing Midland, you know. Rapid Van there is playing Vitesse, so that's kind of that's fun, you know. So it's good. Who we'll also beat Tottenham, by the way? Yes, they did. <laughs> Basically, everybody beat Tottenham. Right. Well, I, I got nothing anymore for Liga, so we can move on. Alrighty. Any right. other leagues left? Or yes, I have my last two, and then we're we're all finito. All right. At the end, I got some info to share. Copy that, sir. Interesting things happening in Brazil. Oh, I'm so yeah, Andreas Pereira's transfer is, is final. Yeah, honestly, well, we'll talk about it. We'll talk, but uh, it has nothing to do with that. I'll tell you guys that. All right. right. So we had midweek fixtures and we had weekend fixtures due because they are taking their winter break starting from last weekend up until January 7th. So there will be no more Bundesliga for a little bit. Um... So, during the week, we had Bayern Munich absolutely destroy Stuttgart 5-0. We had Arminia Belfield beat Bochum 2-0. Mainz beat Hertha BSC 4-0. Köln beat Wolfsburg 3-2. Modest with an 89th-minute winner. Um, on Wednesday, we had Frankfurt beat Montengladbach in a 3-2 game. We had Augsburg tie Leipzig 1-1. Leverkusen tie Hoffenheim 2-2. Guther Fruth lost to Dortmund 3-0. They actually kind of Sort of held out. It was only 1-0 for a while, and then they opened the gates in the 80th minute. Uh, Union Berlin and Freiburg played a 0-0 game. Then on Friday, you had Bayern Munich absolutely demolish Wolfsburg. Surprise, surprise. Uh, Union Berlin um, beat Bochum 1-0. Mainz lost to Frankfurt 1-0. Frankfurt's in good form recently. Guther Fruth and Osberg tied. Armenia Belfield destroyed Leipzig. Leipzig so bad. Um, Hoffenheim and Multingladbach tied, and then Hertha BSC beat Dortmund three two. Good little game there. Um, Sunday we had Freiburg beat Leverkusen two one, and then Köln beat Stuttgart one zero. 
So in the table, we have Byron, no surprise, up top at first with 43 points. And second, you have Dortmund with 34. Gaps opening up. Um, in third, you have Freiburg, Freiburg with 29. Leverkusen's in fourth with 28. Right behind him is Hoffenheim with 28 and fifth. Jumping up into sixth, Frankfurt after two good wins is... They have 27. Union Berlin, Union Berlin is in 7th with 27. Köln is in 8th with 25. 9th, you have Mainz with 24. And in 10th, you have Leipzig with 22. They slid down after, I'm pretty sure, being three points off of 4th. Yeah, they're in some bad form. They're, in, they're, they're now six points off of 4th. Um, Wolfsburg's dropped all the way down to 13th. Montagladbach is currently in 14th. Two point three points safe of relegation. Um, Stuttgart is sitting in the rele- relegation qualification with 17 points. Armenia Belfield is currently in 16th right now. Is 17th with 16 points, and then you have Guther Fruits in at the bottom with five. Um, can I share something about the Bayern game? Yes, sir, my friend. So Lewandowski has officially, with that goal, it was his last game of the year, and with that, he has tied Ronaldo's record. Well. It's not a record, but like Ronaldo's highest ever goal tally in a calendar year was 69, and Lewandowski has tied it with his goal of this weekend. So they both have 69. Very far away from the true goat, goat Messi. Goat himself. Who scored 91 in a calendar year. Yep, the true goat. So, uh, no more Ballon d'Or talk but about still, Lee Wan. Lewandowski tied Ronaldo, which is really impressive. Yep. It just yeah. goes to show how bad Ronaldo is. Yep. How much, just how far back those two losers are from the great God, God himself. Oh. Yep. All right. So, top scorers, we have the GOAT himself, Lee Wan. Right behind him, though, is Patrick Sheik with 16. Dude, Sheik goals. is scoring so many goals. He is popping. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. That, that Euro, the Euros are just really like a boost for him. Yeah, he, he, he just. That that Euros just gave him an injection of goals, and he's just popping yeah. off this year with 16 right now. Holland has 13, Modest with 11, Nari with nine, Iwanoi with nine, and then you have Nkunku, Hoffman, and Burkhart with seven each. With assist, we have Thomas Muller with 13, Wirtz with eight, Kramerich with seven, Grifo with six, Kostic with six, Diaby with six. And then you have Nkunku, Bellingham, uh, Onisiwu, and Sané with five each as well. Um, and then with clean sheets, we have a new king, Andrith Luth from Union Berlin with six, Neuer with six, Flecken with six, Zentner with six. So he has joined their six club. Then you have Gikowitz, Ryman, Bauman, and Castiles all with five. Um... For clearances, you have Boyata with 6.7, Mavropanos 5.8, and Piper with 5.6. Mavropanos is an Arsenal man. Good to see him up there, even though they're doing terrible this year. He's doing good, so that's all that matters. All right, all done with the good old Bundesliga. Since Liam could not join us after a heartbreaking... Another great week of the Serie A. After a heartbreaking week for Milan Ista fans... He decided he just could not bear with the pain, the suffering. So, I will take over his job, and I will talk about the dominating performance of Inter Milan against Salieritana. They absolutely demolished him 5-0. Hakan, the goat himself, popping off two assists, man of the match. Lazio getting a good 3-1 win against Genoa. Genoa is Jagan and how poop they are. They're sitting happily in the relegation zone. Um, Roma absolutely battered Atalanta 4-1 today. I'm very surprised to see that, but absolutely battered them. Um, Chris Mullins on the score sheet again. Tammy Abraham with a little brace himself. He now, I think, has like 16 goals in, in all competitions for Roma this year, so... Good, good for Tammy to, to be finally showcasing his talents. Um, Juventus beat Bologna 2-0. Um, Udinese beat Cal- Cagliari 4-0. Dale Feu with a little brace. 
Um, Fiorentina and Sassuolo tied 2-2. Vlavic with another open play goal. And Torreira with the ex-Arsenal man with a goal and assist. Good for him. Um, Spezia against Empoli, 1-1. Sampdoria against Venezia, 1-1. Torino beat Hellas Verona, 1-0. Pobega, sorry, Pobega, (laughs) Pobega scored the only goal. I think it was actually a free kick. Um, Good for him. Milan's actually looking at him to to buy him from Torino. Um, And then the last game of the day, Napoli beating Milan 1-0. Elmas scored in the fifth minute. Kessie scored in the 90th minute. I thought it was a handball that was called. Apparently, Liam said it was an offsides call. Um... I think it was still called a, not, a, a handball, but apparently the referee, the referee signaled an offside for Giroud on the floor. Um, so they ended up losing 1-0. In the table, we have Inter sitting up top with 43 points. We have Napoli with 39. Milan with 39, but Napoli ahead right now with goal, dif- with goal differential. Then we have Atalanta sitting with 37 and 4th. Roma is in 5th with 31, Fiorentina is in 6th with 31, and Juventus is in 7th with 31. Um, and then you got Lazio, Empoli, Torino rounding out the top 10. Um, and then in the relegation zone, you have Genoa, Cagliari, and Salernitana. You have Venezia and Spezia staying right above it. Um, Genoa and Cagliari both have 10 points. Salarantina have 8 points, so it's kind of close. Spezia has 13, and then Venezia has 17, so it's a little bit of a gap there. Um, don't know if they can get out or not. Um, for top scorers, we have Vlavic with 16, Immobile with 13, Simeone with 12, Lethauro Martinez with 11, and then Duvan Zapata and Joao Pedro with 9. And then with assist... We have a new assist leader, Hakan Chalonogu. Um, and then you have Nico Barella. So both intermen with seven. Luis Alberto with six. Dominique Berardi with six. And then you have Vertut, Zelensky, Kandreva, Insigne. I shouldn't have gone down this list. Pasolik, Milikin Savage, and Teo Hernandez with five each. That was a long list. And then with clean sheets, you have Ospina with nine, Handanovic with eight, Rui Patricio with seven. And then you got um, Skorbupsi with six from, I believe, Bologna. Yeah, from Bologna. And then you have Chesney with six as well. Mangala sitting with himself in five. Um, that pretty much wraps up the good old Serie A. Yeah, I mean, I guess big news. Manolas is now leaving... Olympiacos in January. He's going, uh, Manolas is now going to Olympiacos in January from Napoli. Um, but from what I heard during the Serie A game, um, this young kid, uh, what's his name? Uh, Rahami uh, just like took over the spot from Manolas, so that's good for him. Um, yeah, that pretty much wraps up the good old Serie A. John, I want to hear the spice you have about. Brazil. Yes. So, Cruzeiro has been in the second division for... They've been there for two years now. They're going to be there for a third next season because they did not get promotion. They're a lot of money in debt, and they were looking for... Effectively, like, the team was so screwed financially that... They were looking for an owner. And so, no, like, Brazil has never had someone or, like, an entity own a team, if that makes sense. Like, teams are always, like, self-governed, self like kind of, like, owned by the fans, in a mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, Cruzeiro has now officially become the first, we'll say first, maybe, at, like, some smaller teams have, like, my bad, because, like, Red Bull was purchased by, like, the Red Bull organization. The first big team to actually be purchased by, we'll call it, like, a foreign entity. And that foreign entity is R9. Hmm. Ronaldo purchased Cruzeiro. 
That was the team that revealed him. It was the team that he got his first start for at the age of 16. Put something ridiculous, like 37 goals in 40 matches for them at 16. Like, wild. And then he left after a season to go to PSV. But, yeah, he bought them. He paid 400 million uh, euros for them. Um, And I think he's, like, getting rid of their debts. Apparently, he's a lot. I guess he just has a lot of money. No, I mean, he has to be going into it with some investors, but he already owns a team in, in Spain. Um, I think he owns, like, Real Valladolid or whatever. Valladolid, yeah. Like, so he's already the owner of that team. Maybe. I might be mistaken. I know for certain he owns a team in Spain. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if it's that one. Um, and now he owns Cruzeiro. And, we'll, I mean, we'll see what happens. And this might be the start of um, people or entities owning some of the biggest traditional teams in Brazil. I think Botafogo is next in line to – to get some 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 owner, will Flamengo be bought by Amazon, John? I wouldn't mind more money in our pockets, <laughs> or I give more money for us to spend, right? So we'll see. Though I mean, it's it's very interesting, and it's just nice that like the first person to do it was like a Brazilian icon, and it wasn't like you know some Saudi Arabian prince or something. Because I know like some some like emirs or sheikhs were were looking sniffing around, and Botafogo might be bought by one of them. We'll see. But yeah, but the focus next in line to become a a team owned. But yeah, that was that was that's the only news. Fair enough. Just interesting. Um. So what happened? Oh, we'll, I can we can quickly touch base on this. Tottenham. Uh, had the Tottenham. first big COVID outbreak for um, a major team in Europe that I know of, at least. Um, during right before their uh, game against Wren. Um, and they decided without any UEFA confirmation or anything to just postpone the game immediately while Wren were traveling to, they were already in uh, London. Um, and they were like, nope, we're just canceling the game without UEFA even saying anything. Um, so they were deciding, I guess UEFA was deciding on replaying the game or when they would replay the game. And UEFA decided after Tottenham just did their own thing, UEFA decided to not replay the game and have Tottenham forfeit the game, which means Wren ended up winning 3-0, technically, and Tottenham ended up bouncing out of the Europa Conference League due to that loss. They needed a win to get through, to go through against Vitesse. They did not have that, clearly, because they forfeited. So, big L for them. I personally think this should be happening more Especially within the Prem. If you are not able to field the team, you should just forfeit the game because like they went through this once before. They know how to hand they should be knowing how to handle it. Like it's like Alan said earlier, it's only it's the only league without ninety percent double immunization. Like they should be getting punished instead of all these games being postponed. It's hurting not only I guess the fans point of view but it's also hurting the tv deals and stuff like that and that could come back to bite them because they might just be like oh if you're going to keep canceling we're just going to cancel on you the the tv deals and stuff and the owners and the team start losing a lot of money and that could cause a lot of issues so well they definitely punished them they packed them up out of that entire league i didn't think they were going to do that i've never heard of that happening before actually no, yeah but- i was surprised I, I was too little like, because it's I read a big team to big, pack up like that. Yeah, but at the like, same time, a, I feel like they they definitely could have fielded a team, but they just postponed it because they were hoping it would get replayed and they would have their team like their main team back together, you know. But I don't know. I, I think that should be more of a thing though, because like they got to be punished for like no other league is having this issue. No other league. I don't know if they would do that to another team, though. If, like, a Real Madrid had that problem, I don't know if they packed them. I think they I think would. it's it, Tottenham's just small enough that they're like, yeah, you're not, you don't have our respect. We're going to pack you. Well, it's also tough because with the congestion within the Prem, Tottenham doesn't have a chance to play any games before these playoff games were to occur, technically. So it would just. I think UEFA was just like, screw it. This is a. This is the first time we're doing this this league, 
or this conf this conference league. Let's just cancel the game, post like forfeit the team, and then just call it a day. I don't know. I feel like they should be doing this more in the prem. Like if you're can't if you're not able to just have a full eleven, even if it's which was the wasn't it Aston Villa uh, that played their U like seventeen team against Liverpool in the, the FA problem Cup is or prem teams are like. They, Prem teams hold a lot of power, so they never allow that. I know, which sucks, um, but I, I think that should be a thing. All the teams have one vote like with each every decision that happens. I know, which sucks, because I feel like that should be a thing, because Aston Villa, they were told they had to field a team against Liverpool in that FA Cup. I think it was the FA Cup. Could be the Carabao Cup. I don't know. Which, Anyways, they had to field like, their U-17s, and they ended up losing 7-0. Um too much money in the prem that's a problem like no i know each but position I feel like that is like millions thing, of dollars of difference no i know but i feel like that should be a thing though like if you can't i like, agree just feel the team they're never gonna do it just feel the team or else get all your players vaccinated and call it a day it's not that tough it's not that hard like just do it i agree but they won't oh i know they won't because there's just too much money uh, and there's too much power within the owners of the prem like they they people were in the beginning of the not because it's just the beginning. The beginning of last week, when all the outbreaks started happening, they were like, "We should just postpone until the seventh. And now they're all like, "Nah, let's keep let's let's run these games." Mm-hmm. Their accountants were like, "Dab, we got to make this money." Yeah. But yeah, I I think it's sh- they wow. should be getting punished for it, but they won't be. I know they won't because <sighs> sadness. Arsenal's doing great, though. Like, uh, no, oh, great. I know Man U's game, for example, like, Young Boys wasn't allowed in England, potentially. So, like, we had debated going to play them, and I think it was, like, Portugal or something. Mm. This is pre-our pandemic breakout, but... Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, now they have 19 people in quarantine, so... Yeah, that's wild. I wonder who's not vaccinated for Man U. Yeah, I wonder the same thing for Arsenal. But I wish they would release that to the public. I, I know they, would they wouldn't, and I know it's bad if they did. But like, just so somebody can go slap some, like, just slap the crap out of, like, if Tom Heaton's like, I don't need this vaccination, just like somebody go smack him in the side of the head and be like, yo, go go back and play for Burnley, my ass. Nah, yeah, I mean, it's crazy though because if most of these teams are all getting hit, but it's crazy to me that somehow like some of these teams are just doing. Good. Like, Arsenal are fine. I know... Um, which other teams are... F- Some other teams are fine, but I know, like, of the bigger City. teams, Arsenal's fine. City's fine. Like, we're not, they're not getting hit like that. You know, Pep and Arteta be whipping their players in shape. But it's crazy, though. Like, to, to Arsenal, we only have two cases. We have Lakonga and we have Mari. So it's like, alright, fine. But it's crazy to me that, like... All these other teams are just getting hit with cases after case after case after outbreak after outbreak. 15, 19 people, like you said, are just getting hit. It's just crazy. Like, what are some, like, are these teams just, like, going to parties and stuff? Or, like, like, what's... You know, they see each other every day, right? So it only takes one guy to, like, bring I was going to say, not necessarily all of them. No, I know they see each other, but it's just, like, it's crazy how, like... These team, I don't know. To me, it's just it blows my mind, like how that some teams are like, no, we're good, and the other teams are like, eh, well, we have forty cases now. Like if you remember during the pandemic, like Foden and um, Greenwood got in trouble because they were violating protocols. Yeah, that they got sent home. Yeah, some boys got packed. <laughs> yeah, stay tuned on will soccer come back. Yeah, hopefully it stays, but who knows at this point. Um, Before we wrap this up, this past weekend, Sporting beat Gil Vicente 3-0. Oh, my God. (laughs) Are we looking at the the league of NOS again? Of course. Oh, I do have something to share. I have another thing to share. And Benfica won 7-1. I know that's true. Not favorite scoreline. No, 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 no. So Jorge Jesus actually didn't coach them that game because of rumors swirling around that he's coming back to Flamengo. Ooh. Um, he is adamant oh that like God. he's he. I don't think he is, and he's saying he isn't. 
for like the rumors are like he's already in like the board already kind of hates him Damn. um and now all the rumors are just making it worse so like they like took him off the game i don't know it was it's some weird stuff's happening there <laughs> but spicy tragedy spicy 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 sporto and benfica are still tied 13 2 and 0 impressive bro leave that league where it belongs chill it's a big league now <laughs> said nobody ever the last time that league was big was when Mourinho was young true alright but I think that pretty much wraps it all up my friends um yes we hope you enjoyed we hope you learned we hope you stay safe with COVID um I'm Matteo uh we hope to hear you we hope to hear everything next week as well. We have a lovely evening. Yeah. Bye, everyone. Have Happy holidays. As well. Come back next week with a normal voice. Yeah. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>